Welcome to The Little Sleep Show, a podcast about helping your children and family get the sleep you need. Hosted by Laura Meyercourt. Hello and welcome back to The Little Sleep Show. I'm your host, Laura Meyercourt, and I'm an infant and child sleep consultant. Today, I wanted to talk to you about teething. Teething is something that I get asked about quite a bit. Usually when parents of children under the age of, I'll say two and a half, come to me with a sleep challenge, they often believe that teething is part of the equation. And it may or may not be, but teething doesn't disrupt sleep as much as you would think that it does. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that today and of course give you some ways that you can help your child and how to come up with a teething plan for your child. Teething can begin anytime after two months of age. I know when I was researching this, I read that there are some babies that are actually born, can be born with a tooth, but I think that's pretty rare. Most children begin to get teeth or begin teething around four to six months of age, but Your little one can start as early as two to three months and not actually have that tooth come through till four to six months. A big factor in that is usually when the mom or dad got their teeth when they were little. Some families can be kind of predisposed to getting teeth earlier or later or average time. The only red flag there is if your child has not started teething by the age of 18 months, then you definitely want to consult your doctor and talk to them about that. Some children will get several teeth at once, which if you're a parent of a child who's gone through that, you know, can be particularly trying because the little one is in a good amount of pain when there's a bunch of teeth coming in at once. The first tooth may be the most sensitive for some kids and for some kids, larger teeth like the molars can be really painful because of the large surface area that they poke through sounds painful even just to think about. Usually the first set of molars comes in around 13 to 19 months. And then the second set of molars, typically we see that around 25 to 33 months. So two, three years of age, they're usually called the second year molars. I think they're referred to quite a bit. And then pain of teething is often worst right before the tooth pokes through the gum. So when the gums are very swollen and red, that's when your baby's pain is at its worst. Once the tooth pokes through it's not as bad. So if you can't see anything, but your baby seems to be upset and in pain, if you can put your finger, a clean finger in their mouth and feel around, you could probably feel a little swollen little mound where the tooth is about to poke through. Some signs of teething, and there's been some debate over the years about the signs of teething. You know, lots of parents tend to associate fever um, and diarrhea with teething. And, you know, with all my years of experience as a nanny, I can tell you that, yes, there have been some children that have gotten low-grade fevers and have gotten diarrhea when teething. The low-grade fever, I believe, could be one of two things. There could be inflammation in the body, say your child's getting more than one tooth, or it could be totally unrelated. You know, I think a lot of times when children are teething, they tend to put their hands in their mouth a lot more. And so a lot more prone to illnesses, which is why sometimes they can get like a little cold alongside of their teething, which can cause, you know, stuffy, runny nose, a cough. So those things are not generally associated with teething. So some children have little or no pain, Red or swollen gums, definitely. Sometimes you can see a fluid-filled little, almost like a little blister on top of the gums, 
when the tooth is about to break through. Increased drooling, definitely. And the increased drooling can lead to a little rash around the mouth from either the excess moisture or from your child with their hand in their mouth constantly, you know, rubbing around that area with all the moisture. Their chin or also a a diaper rash. And that diaper rash, they, they do swallow excess saliva when they're teething. So I think that's where the idea of diarrhea comes from because their stool can be more watery when they swallow all that excess saliva. I've definitely seen that in many children. It's it's a common accompanying side effect of teething and lots of drool. A big one that can disrupt sleep and eating is your child can refuse their food or their bottle or or breastfeeding just because they're uncomfortable and in pain. And this can lead to sleep disruptions because your baby has not gotten enough nutrition during the day or they're taking little bits at a time. This is real common with nursing or bottle feeding. And it's just going to cause your baby to get up during the night and need to feed during the night. So if your child's teething, if you know that they're not taking in a lot of nutrition during the day, definitely expect your child to be up at night looking for to fill that need of nutrition. Hands in the mouth, of course, you know, if your child all of a sudden starts gnawing on their fist like no tomorrow, you know that they're probably going to be getting a tooth soon. Of course, hands in the mouth is also normal for babies. So it's usually a combination of symptoms that cause you to to think that your child is teething, not just your child has their hand in their mouth because Babies have their hands in their mouth a lot. It's usually like they are gnawing on their fist quite a bit or they, they, they're they moving their hand around in their mouth like they're trying to kind of find a comfortable way of chewing on it. Rubbing their cheek or ear, this can be just a sign of the pain that they're experiencing on that side of their mouth. Irritable and fussy, of course. Any parent who has a child who has gotten a tooth knows all about the irritability that comes along with teething. This can come and go. So usually... Really getting upset, not super common with teething. It can happen, especially if a child is getting multiple teeth or if they're getting those molars that are really painful, then you might see some real, you know, long drawn out crying. But typically if your child's getting one tooth and they're very upset, it's not, it may not be related to the teething. So that's just something to keep in mind. A mild fever sometimes, just for the reasons that I said, there can be some inflammation in their body, or your child might have picked up a little virus just because of their hands being in their mouth so much. And then the dreaded night wakings. Frequent night wakings can be a part of teething. And I'm going to get into that a little bit more in a minute. Naps can also be disrupted early morning waking, but it's usually only for a few days. It's usually only for like the two or three days right before the tooth comes in. That's the only time the pain of teething is really great enough to disrupt sleep. For example, if your child has been getting up once a night and all of a sudden they start getting up two or three times a night, you know, and this has been going on for a couple weeks, if you think they're teething, they might be, but the real pain of teething typically only lasts for two, three, four days at the most right before that tooth comes in. So keep that in mind. So how to help your child with teething? You can definitely massage their gums with a clean finger. Some babies will let you do this and it feels really good to them. I've definitely done lots of gum massages over the years. Um, Solid teething toys. There are so many teething toys now. I mean, I thought there were a lot of teething toys when I was nannying and now it just seems like this explosion of teething toys in the last like five years. There's one 
It's like a little banana with a little toothbrush shape on the end of the banana. It's like a silicone rubber. That one's really popular. Lots of kids like that and they can hold on to it really easily. But you have to try what works for you. There's like these little sticks that children can gnaw on that have a little guard to keep it from going in their mouth. There's vibrating teething toys. You might have to get three or four and see what your child likes. There's also the Sophie the giraffe, which seems to be a really popular one because there's lots of little places your child can gnaw on. And it's kind of hard enough on the little hooves and on the mouth that it gives a little pressure and that can put some pressure on their gums and relieve their pain. So you use the teething toy that works best for your child, but it can be trial and error. Usually a child will have like one or two favorite teething toys and the rest kind of get thrown to the side. A frozen washcloth, that's kind of a classic one. Um, keep a couple of those in the freezer. Some babies like that. Some babies don't like the cold. Um, sucking is definitely pain relief for babies. So a pacifier, a bottle, nursing, big pain reliever. Nursing is actually like the number one, you know, pain reliever for babies. So if your child is doing lots of comfort nursing, even if they aren't missing out on meals, if your child just wants to nurse more when they're teething, let them if you are able, because nursing is the most comforting thing to a child and it's pain relieving as well to your child. So for over-the-counter pain relievers, this is important. It's very important you talk to your doctor about this because infants under six months cannot take ibuprofen. There's Tylenol for that and the ibuprofen is good because it lasts about four to six hours. Tylenol tends to only last up to about four but your little one cannot take ibuprofen if they're under six months. And also doctors dose out the over-the-counter pain relievers by weight. If you haven't been sent home with a chart on how to calculate that, it's really, really important that you talk to your doctor, call the office, just give them your child's weight and they'll tell you how much to give your child. If you know your child is struggling with teething, you want to give this to your child about 30 minutes before their bedtime so that they're calm. You can even do 45 minutes, although I would say closer to bedtime as possible. That way it lasts through the night or at least to the middle of the night. The thing about this is parents say, well, when do I know? How do I know when to give my child pain reliever? The clue is that your child has been showing signs of teething all day long. So they've been drooling a lot. They have their fist in their mouth all day. They're showing some of the other signs of teething during the day. That's when you know that your child is getting a tooth. Now, is teething pain greater at night? It can be. It can be because there's less distractions for babies. You want to make sure your baby has pain relief at night so that you're not up all night with your baby, but you also don't want to keep giving it and giving it and giving it just because you think your child is teething when they're actually having sleep problems. So again, you want to look for those signs of teething on and off throughout the day, not just at night. It can become worse at night, Babies can become more upset at night right before bed. That's because all those distractions during the day that were um, keeping them from thinking about their pain as much are now gone. So hopefully that makes sense to you and you can understand why teething gets blamed so much for sleep problems because it can seem like your child is teething, especially if they are that age, when they actually might be going through a sleep regression or they actually just need help learning how to fall back to sleep on their own. And a baby who already doesn't know how to fall back to sleep on their own. So if you've been holding or rocking or any of those things um, to sleep, your baby, and then they're having teething pain, well, every sleep cycle when they wake up, they're 
they're in pain and they don't know how to self-soothe. And so they're going to be up more frequently. On that note, when your baby does wake up and needs you, you want to hold your baby, try to keep them in their room and in the dark. You want to make this as boring and as close to sleep environment as possible. Cuddling actually releases oxytocin, which can relieve pain and promote calm and reduce the stress hormones in your baby's body and also in yours. So you get the benefit of oxytocin as well when you cuddle your baby. But cuddling actually really does relieve pain, just like breastfeeding does. There's oxytocin involved in breastfeeding as well. Comfort your baby when they need it. It's okay if you break your rules while your baby's teething if you know for sure that they're teething. You know, if it's going on more than three or four nights and you think your child's only getting one tooth, then you might want to look at the possibility that this is another type of a sleep challenge that's going on, not just caused by teething, and maybe start investigating some of the other causes. I have a episode early on, I did an episode on holistically solving sleep challenges, and that will give you some of the ways that I start to look at sleep challenges to figure out what's actually going on here. So that might be a great episode to listen to if you suspect that there's something going on other than teething with your child. For my reflection this week, I wanted to give you some questions to think about, to ask yourself. And these questions will guide you to figure out, is it teething or is it something else? So for teething and sleep questions, is my child going through a developmental leap or a big transition? This is a big one because teething can often start around the four to six month sleep regression. So it can be tied to often blamed for what's happening, the changes that are happening in your baby's brain with sleep regressions. Um, If your child is walking or crawling or pulling up and they're having trouble sleeping, could they be teething at the same time? Yes, but it's probably not only the teething that's causing the problem. So a developmental leap can actually go on Um, you know, the quote unquote sleep regression, those two are kind of interchangeable. That can actually go on for two to six weeks. So that's why sometimes parents can confuse the two because a a leap or um, a regression can go on for several weeks, whereas teething can only go on for several nights. So there's a big difference there. Has this problem persisted for a long time? So has my baby already been waking during the night and are they now just seeming a little more irritable or drooling more than yes it probably is teething but you also have an underlying sleep problem that you need to look at once the teething is done and on that note if you are doing any type of sleep work or sleep training anything like that if your child is teething you want to just pause that you want to just do what you need to do to comfort your child it's not going to work to try to sleep train a, a child who you know is teething As I talked about before, does my child have symptoms of teething all day or just at night? Most commonly, you're going to find that children will have these on and off throughout the day. So those are some questions to ask yourself to figure out, is it teething or is it another sleep challenge? I also mentioned at the beginning, I wanted to talk about coming up with a teething plan. So the teething plan is basically just how you're going to handle when your child is teething. This is something to think about during the day is when you can try those things like you know, frozen washcloths or um, the teething toys, things like that, rubbing the gums. You could do a little bit of gum rubbing at night, but you don't, you can't do that all night long for your baby um, unless you hold your baby and rub their gums all night. Uh, I don't know how that would work out. I don't know if anyone's ever tried that. Let me know because <laughs> that would be pretty rough. But, um, you know, thinking about, okay, if our child is teething, if they're showing the signs, if we can feel, you know, the little mound on the gums, then what do we do? 
We give our pain medication approved by our pediatrician 30 minutes before bedtime during the night. This is what our plan is going to be. You know, on really bad nights with teething, sometimes parents will just have a dose prepared and ready to give to their child as soon as they wake up in the middle of the night. So it's four to six hours, depending on the medication. You know, with ibuprofen, I think between hours five and six, you can go ahead and give another dose. That was what was told to me by pediatricians over the years. And just have that ready so that you can give that right to your baby when when they get up in the middle of the night. And usually you'll see if it is teething, within 20 to 30 minutes, they'll be calm and they'll be ready to go back to sleep again. So thinking about having a plan and not just being caught totally off guard, the pain reliever can really help in these situations. And, And I know I have listeners who might not be too thrilled with the option of over the counter pain relief. And that's That's fine too. There are homeopathic remedies and herbal remedies for teething that you can absolutely try. I just ask that you do this under the care of a healthcare provider because working with herbs and different remedies, you know, with infants, a dosage can be really important. So it's important to be guided with in this process with someone who knows um, how to do the dosages for an infant and calculate those dosages. That's my show for the week. I hope you learned a little something about teething and how to tell if teething really is the cause of your child's sleep troubles or not. If you enjoy the little sleep show, I would love it if you could share it with your friends, your family, fellow parents and caregivers. If you can share it on Instagram and Facebook, that would be so, so great. I would be so grateful. And of course, if you want to rate and review it on iTunes, that would also be awesome. I hope that you all have a great rest of the week. Take care of yourself and each other. Until next time. Bye-bye. We'll be back next Tuesday with a brand new episode. Until then, follow us on Instagram and Facebook for tips on sleep and a whole lot more. See you next week.